Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wheel. I'm your host, D. Ivan Oxley. Oh man, it's another beautiful day out here. Glad to be alive. You learn a lot from folks sitting in traffic. You know, I was actually, I usually go through the drive-thru, but it was so, the line was so long, I wind up just uh, park, coming through the parking lot and going inside, park the car and come back out. And, you know, like I said, you learn a lot about people you know, on the highway and their driving patterns, you know, like there's a guy behind me now, you know, he, the, the pull up close behind you to let you know I'm I'm here. Is that necessary? Like, what was the point of that? Like, are you trying to tell me something, you know, playing tough guy in the comfort of your vehicle, you know, going real fast? And then suppose you can't stop. Then what? Then we meet by accident. And now you start with your defense talk. He came out abruptly and then, you know, nobody wants to hear that. And you're like going fast and the motion behind it. And then you can't slow down. Reminds me of, you know, I walked into, uh, was in Marshall's, one of my favorite shopping establishments. And they got a big screen TV. So I look now and who's on the screen? Colin Coward. And he's talking about this hit that had taken place, you know, oh my God, whatever, you know, you're watching it. But it gets to a point where he's running down a list of jerseys and the sale and which one was number one and, and whether or not were they defensive players or offensive players and you had a diverse group of people. And then he got to the point of saying that hit was badass. And in order to sell jerseys and to, you know, to get on Bleacher Report and Baller and this and that, you've got to be a badass. Like, hmm, I don't know, you know, okay, was the lit hit was the hit late? Is that did he get a penalty on the play? I wasn't even so much focused on that, but the, just the whole concept of it made it like you you're you're on the median. I'm actually behind literally behind the wheel. You know, was the late was the hit late? Did he get a penalty on the play? And if so how are you characterizing that as being badass? Listening to the first part of it is like, yo, those guys are 6'6", and they're stepping out of the pocket, and that's why they get hit, because they're too big and clunky, and they can't slide. They're poor sliders. You know, if a kid is in the back seat, and he gets out of the car seat, and you're in an accident, you know, shame on the kid. Good for him. It's almost like good for him. I'm like, I don't, I don't get the mindset. And that's the same, I think, sort of mindset that is is prevalent now um, in our society where people make these cliches or off-the-cuff comments, you know, and it sounds good, you know, the imagery is there, and, you know, you could kind of get the message um, of what they're saying without them really telling you what they really feel. But they reveal what they're saying when when you look into it. You know, the most recent example is Bob McNair. Bob McNair says, you know, we can't have the prisoners running the, you know, the asylum, pretty much the inmates running the prison. Same scenario. One is just crazier. Uh, but the idea is, you know, you're, you're in prison. You can't, your, your movements are limited. You know, they control you. So why would you even put that out there? And what did you really mean? You know, and I, I just want to hear what they really say. I'd rather that you just come right out, just use the N-word, just go ahead and do what you want to say rather than beat around the bush throw something out there that's really like that's not really what you meant 
kind of sort of, I didn't mean that to be taken literally. And then the gentleman that was, who was in the room that took offense to it said, yeah, I've been called everything, you know, under the sun, even in, up to and including the N word while playing in the NFL. But I never felt like I was a prisoner. Mm. And so he issues an apology and said, I wasn't referring to our players. And I had to scratch my head. I'm like, well, who, who, just who were you talking about? I mean, was it the guy that pours the Gatorade? Is it the towel boy? I mean, who were you talking about, if not the players? So I think someone is actually out there now writing apologies for people. And whoever wrote his apology should get fired because that just, it really, you know, it was a lame excuse. I'd rather them just come right out and say what you, what's, what's really on your mind rather than beat around the bush. And if you do make a statement, stand by it. Don't, don't waffle back and forth. Because that just makes you look, you know, silly. You know, I don't know what it is, but I, it, it's a damn shame is what it is. You know, you have more and more frequently now, you know, white men are being accused of sexual harassment and it's not a it's not a new phenomenon it's it's i think it's been going on for years um and i think it's in every industry where you have folks who are in power and they start feeling as though you know i i'm in this position and i can help you get to the next level in order to do that you might have to perform some sort of sexual favor or in exchange for you know, the promotion or to get looked at or the advancement or what have you. And it's just bizarre. I mean, it, and they, I think they start to believe their own hype. Like, how dare you question me on this? You know, if, case in point, Bill O'Reilly, you spend $32 million to settle a case for which you're saying you're innocent. But I don't want to drag my family through it. Mm. Well, if I'm innocent, I'm I'm going to, I'm going to defend myself. Uh, that's and especially if I got if I got the money, if I got, and I've got proof and I've got evidence, I'd spend the money, you know, because your name and reputation is is it's about all you have at the end of the day. And when you start paying, and yeah, it says, especially if you're saying you've got proof that it isn't true, why not just present the proof rather than spend thirty-two million dollars, you know, because I'm sure that would that would help to ease some pain if I'm your child, you know, $32 million you spent to keep some women quiet. Yeah, let them, don't turn the TV on, you know. And then to bring another host who was fired, Eric Boiling, I believe his last name. I might be mispronouncing his last name. But his son uh, committed suicide, you know, as a result of that. And he's saying, yeah, it's damaging. And now he's playing victim that... How they turn the tides and the table now, all of a sudden you become the victim. It's just, I, I just, it, it leaves me scratching my head wondering, do you really believe that? Is that what you really believe? So he thinks the mic is off and then he really goes in, then it comes out. And I think, I don't know, you know, they let him go. Fine. He resolves this issue, spends his own money. He's no longer with the network. All that while that's going on. Now Fox resigns him. So it's like, you can't tell me that you didn't know 
it just it's just shady business. It's just like, yo, you're gonna get sued. You know is this some um, misconduct, missteps, enough for you to let them go. And now all of a sudden you bring them back because it's a voice that you guys want on the air. And today it's, it's about dollars and cents, and that's why this sort of thing, if it doesn't, you know, stop, they're not just gonna give up power, you know, and that's oh, you know, we we had enough, we're good. No, it's going to continue going to continue until someone says, yo, enough is enough. And people are remember stepping out and, and speaking out against these sexual predators. Yeah. And that's that's a good thing. And I think about it now more so than, than you do than before because I have, you know, I have daughters and I have nieces, nephews, and folks out there and it's like, yo, sons, it's just, you don't want somebody preying on them because they feel as though they're in a position to, uh, you know, grant you access to the next level and flaunt it over you and, and have you feeling as though in order to do something you've got to you've got to you know comply with these weird requests and it's just not sexual advancements it's just you know just harassment like yo i'm in this position and i think it's creating a climate in our society where people are just gonna, becoming more and more you know argumentative more and more you know just just just, just nasty, just not even pleasant anymore for no reason. It's, it's just ridiculous. Combative is, yeah, that's I like that. Combative, yeah, for no reason. Like, yeah, I don't particularly like you because of the color of your skin. And, uh, yeah, so as a result, I'm going to make your life here at this uh, firm, you know, difficult. Yeah, it's my two cents. You know, I came across an article, and the, the, the heading said, just because you run a marathon doesn't make you a marathoner. Hmm, okay, well, I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, what are you then? So, obviously, I go in and read the, uh, the content, so I'm not just, you know, taking it at face value. I forgot who wrote the article. That's immaterial at this point. It, the, the, and the, the message grabbed my attention, so I, I read further. It was like, um, okay, this guy who's been running, I guess, early on, and he would go, in his words, balls to the wall uh, during a marathon, going as fast as he can to finish in, in, in as quickly as possible, as opposed to folks who are now just, you know, running with all these gadgets, with a Garmin, a footpod, a heart rate monitor. They're on Athlinks, the, you know, Nike.com. Uh, you know, they've got visors and wicking fabric and ghouls and gels and power sports drink. And yeah, I get it. I get it. You know, it's a lot. You don't, you don't, you don't want anything to do with it. I understand. You know, I, I disagree. But hey, so he feels as though those people who just may just be in the sport. There's too many people in the sport, and they're they're they're, they're flooding it, and and, it, and it's taking away, you know, the essence of just running. As if you know, and it has it with you hear this same sort of logic and theory, whether it's in running where folks feel they're the purest you know this is this is running at its best just out there running no you know just doing it no heart rate monitor no watch no nothing no music no goose no gel you know you just get a snicker bar and some coke and you're just going for it well i yeah i'm 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 
I like Snickers bars, but I've never considered eating one during a marathon as a go-to. You know, things progress. And you either got to move along with it or just stay there. I don't want to necessarily stay stagnant. Like water and it sits, it's stagnant, it just becomes stale. You know, it's, it's, it's nothing good comes from stagnant water. Nothing. You know, bacteria is going to start to grow. Mosquitoes are coming by. It's going to start to stink. It's not murky water. Nah, it's not, it's not a good look. It's not, it's not, it's nothing, nothing good is going to come of it. But some people like to stay cemented in their thinking. It's like, yo, we are the purists. You even hear it in, you know, in, in, in rap, for example, where you have folks like, oh, yeah, I have these mumble rappers. And if you don't like something, don't use it. I mean, everybody's entitled to an opinion, but things are going to change and evolve along the way. And I, I like staying abreast with, with technology um, trends. Not, I'm not going to you know, take part in every trend, but I'm a, I want to be aware of it because it could help you. Like, for the most part, I drive and do you know, where I'm going. If, I know how to, if I'm in a city or whatever, I'll get in a, uh, I know how to get, get around. This is before Uber. So I'm at the airport and in Atlanta, and I'm like, oh, you know, I'm on the phone. I'm talking to my, my, my system, trying to get from wherever I am you know, to... My hotel, it wasn't Atlanta, it was in, uh, where was I going? It was for the Snickers Marathon. And Albany, Georgia is where it was at. So I'm on the phone, I'm talking to my daughter, I'm like, yeah, I'm waiting, I'm trying to get around, you know, I don't see a cab or here, whatever. She said, why don't you just get an Uber? I'm like, no, nah, I'm not hungry, you know. And she's like, Uber, is, it's, it's, it's an app. You go you download to your phone and you request a ride, you know. So I do that, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know, I need a, I need, I'm trying to get a lift. She's like, yeah, there's an app for that too. What's the name of it? Lift. I'm like, oh, really? Wow. Because for the most part, I just drive around. I was commute back and forth to work. That's it. I don't, I don't need a lift, you know, or an Uber. But you stay abreast of what's going on. You find out that things out there that can assist you and help make your life easier. That something's going to make the process take a, a step out and make, yeah, I want it. Yeah, hook me up. Sign me up. Where can I sign up? So he considered these folks who are just chasing medals just, uh, you know, they're just metal whores. <laughs> yeah, and, and polluting the sport and making it, you know, now it's not pure any longer. And now we have, they're just finishers. You know, I don't think that's running. It says it gets a lot of heat for it. Obviously you are because the industry is growing.